Amen. We thank God for the first Sunday of the year. And very soon we'll have our theme posted there. Our theme for the year is the blessed disciple. Can we all say that together? The blessed disciple. I believe by next Sunday you'll find it there. Unfortunately for me, my my sermon title they put the wrong thing there, so please take it off. I'm preaching on you are blessed. That's the new year, new year message. You are blessed. So tell me somebody and ask, do you know you are really blessed? If you don't know, I am telling you that you are blessed. Amen. Amen. And for our text, we want to read from 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. If you kindly join me, let's stand so I can read from the New Living Translation, then I'll share with you a few thoughts on why you are blessed and the need for you to walk in that blessing. Second, Second Peter chapter 1, and I read the first 11 verses quickly, then we share our thoughts from there. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ, I am writing to you who share the the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of these by coming to know him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Verse 5. In view of all these, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really, you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then, God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Alright. Please put your hands on your chest and just whisper a prayer to the Lord. That... 
ask him to speak to you, help, ask him to help you to understand everything and to take what he has for you today. Father, we thank you for, again, the first Sunday of the year 2016. We are so privileged and blessed to have come into this day. And we know that it is all by your grace and your loving kindness towards us. As we have come to be at your feet to hear your word, our hearts are open to you. We pray in Jesus' name that let the entrance of your word encourage us, bring light to us, and help us to be more like Jesus in every area of our lives. We praise you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. You are blessed. We are Israel. You are blessed. You are blessed. Please do your hands like this for me. And say after me, I am really blessed. I am really blessed. And I know I am blessed. Say thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We want to inform and remind ourselves of the fact and truth that as believers, we are blessed. We are not just blessed but divinely blessed. And it is therefore very important to know, understand, appreciate that we are indeed blessed and live our lives in accordance. The text before us, if you look at it on, on face value, it's just talking about growing in faith. But praying over it and reading it over and over, I find some very specific as well as broad lines of blessings that I want to bring to you this morning for you to know that as you walk around as a child of God, you are not just an ordinary person, but the favor of God, the eyes of God, the glory of God, is upon you. In that chapter, it says, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus Christ. So the issue about grace and peace is not a static issue, but as you connect with God the more and as you walk with him the more, that grace of God continues to increase and the peace of God continues to be deepened in your life. The basis of all this is your connection with God and the perpetual connection that you have with God. That is what brings that blessing to you. But as you go along... I'll share from this passage five very key blessings that God has given to us, for which reason He wants us to walk in and to enjoy it because we are His children. Now, 
And not to know, Sunny and Samuel Pano Abacoso, Amayen, the Sunny Ayebehu, and Mujedin, the Sunny Tipefe, Edimayeno, in St. Paul, and Nubi Wahua, Yebejina, Sonia Shishemu, Nayadibehu, near Wahodemaya, say ye in Shrabat. So for us to continue, we want to ask the question, what does it mean to be blessed? What does it mean to be blessed? Say Abacoso, as I say, you beside your home in St. Fuebi. I've done a lot of reading about the word blessed. Uh, blessed means praising and approving somebody. Blessed means wishing somebody the best of anything, uh, his welfare to be good and all that. But what I have here is what I believe the Spirit of God has given to me to give to you so that you can come to terms with when we say you are blessed of God. And so what does it mean to be blessed? To be blessed means to carry and live a life of divine favor and benefits delivered by grace through your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I read that again. To be blessed means to carry, carry upon your life and live a life of divine favor and benefits that have been delivered to you by grace through your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> I will jidinuno, ninara, and nam said nam yesu Christo Adomso, and I will sa akasen shreya oderebo ebran. So when we say you carry, it therefore means that it is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, that blessing is with you because you are related or you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Nayakasa will sa akasen shreya and nuti wode namana. Let us account who baby biara wobefa nya we ye nyinaremu. If you say ya duma if yesu Christo you don't just carry that blessing, but that blessing permeates your life. And the Lord Almighty expects you to live with that blessing. Wherever you go, everybody must see that you are not an ordinary person, but you carry divine favor and certain benefits that are due you alone because you have placed your life in his hands. And this morning I want to trust that you are truly born again and you are truly God's child. And because the five blessings that I'm going to share with you this morning are specifically for those who have given their lives to Christ. If you say So here are the five blessings. The first one is what I'm calling the blessing of divine endowment. The blessing of divine endowment. So if you look at the verse 3, by his divine power, God has given us everything. Can we say everything? God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of these by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself, by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. 
and kwamu ni bi bi biara na ni nyinara so e da di pefe e woni sese ho a e hotseo so in this little verse verse 3 of second peter chapter 1 we are being told that god in his infinite wisdom and love for us and by his power has given you and i who are born again everything that we need to live our lives on the face of this earth na nyinyimu ebiesano e da e di pefe e ma e hu se Bibiara wode wo ho ato ho ama Kristo na wafa Kristo se wo kra agenkwa no ne niam pan enyinara ode ne nyinara ato ho ama watetem ne nyinara pefe no de ama wo sasat na wo muim so please take note that he has given us everything and the everything that he has given to us is for a purpose and the purpose is simple for you to live your life and not just living your life but living a godly life na se den so se ode bibiara ato ho ama wo de I want to let you know that there is life and there is godly life. There is life and there is life. And the true life is a life that is characterized by godliness. So when you are born again, God in his power places everything that you need at your disposal so that your life will shift from what we are calling ordinary life to a life of godliness. So some people live in this world and they think that if they go chill, uh, the word chill, I think you all understand. Maybe he goes to the bar after work and he sits there and there are bottles of beer. He can drink one canter of beer and chew uh, kebab. And he thinks that he's living life. We don't call that life. But true life is life that is, is equated or described by God as godly life. A godly life is that life that is permeated by God's presence. Is that life that recognizes God's hand in one's life. Is that life that is always focused and is looking at things from the divine perspective, eternal perspective. And so when that is your, your state in life, you don't just live anyhow. You don't just live anyhow. But every step that you take, that step must be ordered by the Lord and it must be in honor of the one who saved you. Now, Abrabona, Yerebono, Obetumi, Abobrano, Sanya, Etibiara, and now that you so abobra, a yebra, a ye crum crum, a bia, a fata, na a so a radiani. Now, Obi or Bra or Bono, Ebia no Akonyani Chichigabin in a Kikanaho. Now, of course, a sa or jedi is a sabrinumono, a oribobra, and as originini. Now, woman, yet in a sabra, but crum crono, ah, yehoa, Nishran and Adomino, so I was so no, and no Ewoho, and I said, no, Etipano, Jidini Biarano, Oshe. The other kind of life which we may call worldly life, simple life, normal life, I would describe it as a wasteful life because if you live that life, it will lead you nowhere. But when you move to the other side after giving your life to the Lord and you begin to operate your life in a godly way, it takes you to a place we call heaven. You become a candidate for heaven. And it, it, you give God opportunity to direct your life you give God opportunity to help you in everything that you do. And that's the kind of life that God provides everything that we need to live. Now, Brian, 
There are many things within the everything that God has given to us to live a godly life. But I want to mention two. Two of them that I believe are very critical for you to live that godly life. Because when you are born again, the Bible tells us that your old ways have gone off and you have a new life. Your old nature is there, but you have the life of God planted into your spirit. And it's that life that must be made manifested prominently. And that's what we call the, um, the godly life. And there are two things or two very special endowments that God has given to us. Among other things, if I say I want to mention that, I will not go home now. But two of them. The first one is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who energizes you to walk in the paths that please God. So if you read Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16, this is what the word of the Lord says. Galatians 5 and verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature desires. So he says, let. The word let there means it is by your own volition that you allow him to work in your life. Because the Holy Spirit is God's presence, is God's power that enables us to live what we call the godly life. Otherwise, if you relegate him to the background, then the tendency for you to, to submit to the sinful nature comes up very strongly. And so the Holy Spirit is one very important endowment that God has given to us. He lives in us because you invite him into your heart and he takes charge of your system. But you need to give him the opportunity to operate the way God wants you to operate so that God will be pleased and honest. Yet a galet for a humano, a tea and no nini, you mood do siana. A catcher said, Namisi, Munanti, whom whom, Namuni or Hunam, Akono, Etsi. And so over yet, Christo, dear, if I yes to Christo, Sawokra, Ajinqua, Yame will crown crono, Abbot's known. Then Yame will crono, do a new kind. So the Holy Spirit is a blessing that God has given to us. And the blessing is a favor that he is giving to us to enjoy and to live a life that pleases. The second thing... The second endowment is the word of God. The word of God that we cannot push aside. If you push it aside, then you are you are finished. Psalm 1, Psalm 1 and verses 1 to 4. I'll just read it for you to hear. It says Psalm 1 verse Psalm 1, 1 to 4. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. 
They are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruits each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. They prosper in all they do. That's one to three. And so it just means that if you take the word of God, then you have that what we describe as true life. When we are talking about prosperity, we are not just talking about monetary uh, prosperity, but we are talking about the fact that your life generally is sound and is going well. And this is what happens when we plant the word of God into our spirit and we put it into practice. <laughs> Onyame asem ena ema onipa oyo defo. If he says se wo bo bre biara se ne tibiara, enye no ena de wo ema wo ye odefo. Na mom sa sem no e wo umu. Na sem ne ti umu dia. Na isra na e ba wo so no. Eno ena ma wo ye odefo. So this morning I'm here to declare to you that you are a blessed person because God in his goodness has turned his face towards us. And we are enjoying his divine favor and benefit. You know, the word benefit, if you are working somewhere, you have your normal salary, then you add other things to it. The key thing is that you are born again, and out of your being born again, God adds certain blessings and benefits to it. One of it is the Holy Spirit, first, that enters you, and secondly, that daily, progressively works in you to, to do in accordance to God's pleasure. I pray that you will understand this blessing of endowment and take advantage of it. Your life will never be the same in the year 2016. <laughs> Can you say amen? Amen. The second blessing that I find in that passage is what I'm calling the blessing of divine calling. The blessing of divine calling. It's still in the verse 3. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called, can we all say called? Called. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So, the point of salvation is when God calls you. When God, how does God call you? God brings conviction into your spirit. You hear his word or you are there and somebody, maybe either a song or you read the Bible and there's this deep conviction in your heart that you, your life is empty. And therefore, you must take a step. We call that divine calling. And please take note, it's a blessing because out of the whole lot of people in the face, on the face of this earth, a particular time in your life, God located you and called you, he says, he called you to himself so that you can get to know him. Getting to know him basically is a progressive relationship. Any two people who are close and party man or party woman, they get to know each other by daily, you know, connectivity and working together and doing things together and you get to know one another. God in his wisdom called you. You didn't call him. He called you to come so that you can get to know him so that you'll be blessed in your life. Amen. 
So you find that there are two words there in the little verse. God's glory and God's word. Excellence. God is an excellent God. So whatever he does is excellent. So by calling you, he placed you, he places you on the road of excellence. And he wants his glory to be upon you. And it's a joy. Just imagine President Mahama calling you. You are just somewhere in your house and he just calls you on phone and say, maybe I could see, come, come. And he says, come, let's talk. I want you to come and know me. Come and know my house. Come and know who I am. What a joy that would be. It's a blessing. Mahama will not call just anybody to come and, and visit and get share fellowship with him. But how much more this marvelous, glorious, excellent God whose eyes are moving left, right, through, through, in the face of the earth, and he locates you and calls you and puts you in a relationship. And the relationship is just basic that you will know him more and more and more. It's a blessing, the blessing of divine call. And I believe that, and I trust that God is calling some people here and you respond to that call. When you respond, he puts you in his glory, he puts you on the, on the road of excellence. I pray that you take advantage of God's call and make a personal effort to know him more and more. Amen. How do you know him? On one-on-one basis, if I want to know this dear sister of mine, I may get close to her, I may ask her questions, what's your name, what's your birthday, what food do you like, what color is your favorite color. When I do that, communication with you, I'm getting to know her better. So somebody asks, you know this, I say, yes, I know her. I know her. She likes white. She's putting on white today. She likes fufu and then crackra. And she likes listening to gospel music. I've known her because I've connected with her. I pray that your life in relationship with God will not just be a static life, but your heart will be open to know this God. He's greater than you. He created you. But you can know him and then you can draw closer to him. As I say to me, any erade, any ayonkofa, ayesronko, ayonkofa, yene ni benyano, jese ye chiu beno. Ye chiu berade, so di anete se namna semono so. Sane beme ye tumi ne nedi inkita hopa. Sara, na sa upe se wuku obi, esa ni anote, eni nisu, na ube tumi ya dini huwa danse pa. Uchiu beno, unuyano. Na uchiu beno, na ubi sani di, ubi sani ni ope, na anuwa trechre unyinara, na uwa hunyan ope. You are blessed person because I want you to know that God is desirous of you to come and know him. And you can know him as you do his you read the Bible, you can know about him. You can know him as you spend time in his presence, worshipping him. You can hear his voice. You know how he speaks to you. We must know him. We must know him. And that's it. For me, it's a big, 
big and tremendous blessing that we have as his children. And I want to again assume that you are truly born again. If you are truly born again, then this is for you. We are in Shraba. We are near Rade Atunesafro. And you see, as I said, also, who send you on and never nante Afa. Or quite on and never fasso. And what one who can come, when a yemu, what Bible I do see, what Bible will be BRM. Nanin yina tiecha around the self. Uber to me a sipinuaka say, I'm part. No question, Eddie, the perfect self. So divine endowment, divine calling. The third one is in verse 4, the blessing of divine promises. These are progressive blessings. The first two, I call them positional blessings. You are a child of God and these ones are with you. But the promises are progressive, potential blessings. Here it means that God in his word has given us several wonderful blessings. Wonderful blessing because you are born again. Those blessings are for you, and you can convert them into your life. You can receive them into your life and to add to the original blessings that you have. Please listen to what verse 4 says. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us what he calls great and precious promises. And these are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and also to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So there's a reason why he's giving us all those promises. First, that you and I will share in his nature. When we say you share in his nature, basically what it means that you become like him. After all, being born again has a main focus. And that focus is that you become more and more like Jesus. Because he is our perfect example as to how we should live on the face of this earth. How we should live godly life. So the more you partake of the promises and you invoke the promises into your life and you practice the promises, you become more like him. See, so that we can partake of his design, divine nature, and also to escape the corruption in this world. These days, everybody is saying corruption, 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 corruption. Even some Christians are being corrupted by the corruption in the world. You can escape if you take the promises of God serious. I'm going to give you a few of those promises, and you see how, in excellence, it helps us to partake in the nature of Christ. <laughs> So here are a few of those promises. The first one is what I'm calling forgiveness of sins. Eh? Forgiveness is a promise. Look at 1 John 1, 9. It says, let me read from 8. 1 John 1, 8. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. Please, have you heard that? There is potential. Uh, yes, 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 yes,
so there is what I'm calling positional forgiveness. It takes place when you are born, the day you are born again. So all the sins that you committed from the day one up to that day when you receive Jesus, those sins are forgiven. But going beyond that day where you receive Jesus, that is where that this promise comes to pass. When we sin, there's nobody on the face of this earth who says he's not a sinner. Sinning is not only fornication or adultery and all that. If you don't bring your full tithe, it's sin. If you go and gossip about somebody, it's sin. If you collect bribe, it's sin. It's so, so, sin is sin. There's no small sin or big sin. Once you go off God's, God's track, you have sinned. But you see, God has given us a promise and a provision that once you have fallen short of his expectation and you have sinned, you can come to him. He said, if you confess. Confessing basically means telling him as it is. Lord, I stole meat from, from the soup. And I know it's wrong. Forgive me. Lord, I am very bitter against this sister or this brother. And I don't want to talk to her. Or Lord, I insulted this. I said something that I shouldn't say. Or if I'm thinking of something that should not be in my mind. Confess means saying it as it is. And you tell him, Lord, forgive me. And then this promise will come. He will forgive. He says he's faithful and just. He will forgive you. Not only that, but he will cleanse you. So this is a daily thing that we should be claiming. And the more you ask for forgiveness for your sins, the more you are sharing in the nature of Christ. So if you keep your sin, then you are getting off the nature of Christ. So the more you say, Lord, I'm sorry, cleanse me, then he removes, and then you are almost falling in line with the nature of God. Because his nature is holiness and, and clean life. And nobody can relate with him if you are contaminated. Asana yebe ye Christopher na jidi funo e ye pai muka ye bone na pai muka bone so didi nyinara so chew inti sati bia na wo ya wo fofuru no na chese ye bone na ya ye nyinara ohoro hu na so se nia atrosa ma chese nyobi ni bone e bata ye hu ni santi na mo ya tuni nyinara no bone e kan ye hu na nia mom esese ye ye ne jidi funo se ye be pemu ni ye be kan ye bone abrenya abrenyinara wo ye susuimu ye dada dwumadi bibibiara wo ye wonim na wo jitumu pefe se eye bone esese otumi ko ewrade anim na wo pemu eka bone no sania ete na wa se ye bonso esese ye pemu so ka ye bone na obetie ye obetie ye no obetie ye ho so afinie nientie nyina emu eno ti esese abrenyinara no ye ka bone no sania ete the other great promise, eternal life. The promise of eternal life. First John chapter 2, verse 24 and 25. I'll read it so that you can all hear. First John chapter 2, 24, 25. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life he promised us. Rade and Amanam Domoso. Now, one by inquire any a yea. Now, inquire any a yeno. Walk a home after much ray. Ewa, you want name some panel, a woman edicano, you more a good nine a ho. Or say, Entemode, near Matifi in Fiasino, Mama Entina Moon, ne. 
na senia motifi ifiase no tena mumwa and the most so mobetna oba no ne echano emu amen amen so what is eternal life Eternal life. eternal life is here and we have ultimate eternal life in heaven. So once you remain faithful and you do as he pleases, you are walking in his kind of life. And that's what he has promised us. And as you walk in it, ultimately, and I'll end with that, you will go to the ultimate eternal life, which is heaven, where there is no sin and you continue to enjoy his presence. It's a promise for those who are connected with him. The other one, there are two more. There are many promises, but I'm just giving forth. Peace of God, peace. Peace of God is a promise. When you receive Christ, you have peace with God. But going on in life, you enjoy the peace of God. Amen. Yeah, Some people sure. are fighting and paying money for peace. People don't have peace in their life. Peace is not bought with money. Peace comes as a result of your connection with God. It is his own peace that is given to you. So that if you have that peace, there may be storms around you, but your heart is at rest because you know the one who is in control. Some 85:8. I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying, for he speaks peace. To his faithful people. The word there is faithful. If you are connected with him faithfully, you will not miss out from his peace. The peace of God. You may not have money. There may be fight, all kinds of things around you. But you will be so relaxed in your heart because he is holding your life. It's a big promise for us. That's why I say you and I are blessed. It's not everybody who has that kind of peace. Now, and so we have forgiveness of sin we have eternal life promised us we have the peace of god promised us and last but not, we have the presence, the very presence of God as a promise for us. God's presence. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. Hebrews 13 and verse 5. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. I love that. He won't throw you away. He holds you in the hollow of his hands. That's a big promise for me. So that if you are going anywhere, you know he's with you. Fear should not entangle your life. He's with you. Even when things are difficult, know that he's still with you in the boat. And that's a big promise for us. 
We are blessed of the Lord. The last but not the least blessing that we have, I'm calling it, there are two more, sorry, the blessing of addition. Can we say that together? The blessing of addition. There's something that God wants us to be doing by way of adding to our life. And it's all stated there in verse 5 of Second Peter chapter 1. It says, Second Peter 1 and verse 5. In view of all these, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement or add your faith. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge. And knowledge with self-control. And self-control with patient endurance, patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. If you read the King James, it mentions specifically knowledge, self-control, and all that. These are things that you should be adding to the faith that you already have in the Lord. And what's the reason why he's saying we should do that? The reason is twofold, that you and I will be useful, will be useful and productive. In the kingdom of God. When somebody is useful, it means that, how do you say that in three? You say you are useful. And if you are productive, you tell them, and they have to hear that. So, the blessing of addition is the fact that that's your role that you must play. You must add all that. I think it's a blessing that you can be productive. When somebody says you are not productive, it means you are not uh, you are just a useless person around. But God doesn't want us to be useless. Every one of us must be useful. And these are the things that make you a useful tool in his hands. And a productive and effective child of God. And I believe that that's a blessing. And then also, when you add so that you will not fall away. You will not fall away. That's the purpose. God doesn't want us to fall away. And so we should be adding daily all the things that he's mentioned to us. And I believe that he'll keep us until eternity. Please take note of the verse 5. It says, in view of all this, make every effort. It says, make every effort. So the honors is on you to make that effort by adding to your faith so that you can become a productive child of God and not a useless child of God. There are so many useless children of God in the system now. They are just there. Just there. And God cannot say that I want to use this person for this and that and that because they are not connected as they are. They should be with God and they are not available to him. I pray that as a blessed person, you will be available and you will be a tool in God's hand because if you become a tool in his hands, you will be amazed what God can use you to do in his kingdom. And 
na monso mumo modin enuti esese ya bo modin woni aye ye nyinara mu na ye tumi gyan ye ho etuho na ye gyan ye ho so toho ne ye wo ahofama edema awrade a ye beye te se nyina so dibia woni sema obetumi de aye adwuma Amen. Amen. The last but not the least blessing is what I'm calling the blessing of eternal entry and residency. Eternal entry and residency. That's what is in verse 11. Then God will give you a grand entrance. Can we say that? A grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus. It is God himself who is giving you that grand entrance. Grand entrance for me means Red carpet will be laid for you as you come into the kingdom of God because you have performed well. Amen. And that is to be our ultimate goal that we'll have that grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So you are blessed with divine endowment, you are blessed with divine calling, you are blessed with divine promises, you are blessed with divine, or you are blessed with addition as you add things to your life. It's a blessing of productivity and usefulness, and you are blessed with eternal entry and residency. As I conclude, I always say one few words. You are a blessed person. Remain blessed. Amen. Amen. Amen.